1: And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Ken and Curtis
4: on WEI.
0: Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go.
5: And every time it rains, it rains, and it's from heaven stupid don't you know each cloud contains man from heaven you'll find your fortune falling
6: What about Marcus down. Stroman Curtis you're not
4: know stroman
6: oh i love the Stromanator.
4: you know cuz bres is coming from chicago they signed him there no
6: actually he lives in new he's <laughs> never left
5: the
6: he's a little guy though 57 yeah I, I, I saw i know you don't you're not big into uh, the things that I listen to um, outside of this radio station, of course. Uh, what do you listen there... to?
4: Gardening podcasts?
6: Uh, no, I, I, I listened to uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Tim uh. Dillon the other day. And they Tim Dillon cited a quote from Thomas Sowell about intellectuals and how in every other field you have to actually be right. You know, if you're a con- contractor, you have to have houses that remain built. If you're a a baker, you can't poison a pie. But if you're an intellectual, you just have to sound like you know what you're talking about, and you get paid. And we're run today in our world. We have intellectuals running things, and that's why our society is doomed. And So it's better intel- to be dumb and run things? No, it's better to hire someone that can do a job instead of someone that can talk about it. <laughs> I guess they would praise um, Dan Campbell for being a hard right. Actor. I mean, I, I, it just, you know, non sports, but the, 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 the sort of the, the zeitgeist of that conversation was the, the congressional hearings with the Ivy League professors or presidents that couldn't even explain what z- hate language was and, and, and genocidal behavior. Like, it was just insane. But these people are the smartest people dictating how our society is operating. Anyway, so you have uh, these Yaleys that have come back to back and they are people that look good in a suit. I heard Craig Breslow did a great job. Courtney threw him a curveball, and he hit it out of the park, or not really. But they, <laughs> they they appear to be, you know, exactly what you'd want in front-facing executives for a baseball team. Right. But none of them have actually ever won anything.
4: Well, as yet, they haven't done anything. A couple texts on this comment. Uh, and you can text the show, 37937. Uh, from the Go Cooper Criswell to the seven eight one Texter, Red Sox have already lost the PR battle and have nothing to sell their fans. No reason to have fired Bloom doing the same thing. Two hundred seven Texter. There was a time long ago when I was, still was a Red Sox fan, even though they were losing, but they had hope. John Henry has taken that hope and sent it out the tailpipe of his NASCAR that Brad Keslowski drives.
6: Do you think the full throttle was in relation to Roush Fenway? <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
4: 617 texture. The Red Sox full throttle comment and their subsequent approach has been embarrassing. If we don't get a couple of frontline pitchers this offseason, it has been a disaster. Especially in light of their desire to partner with the PGA. It is true. Like everything you know else know what Tom they Brady's do,
6: quote on this is? Well done is better than well said. Yes, but you would agree things move slowly in baseball free
4: agency. Actually, 18. that might have been
6: Maya Angelou. I don't know who said that,
4: but carry on. Baseball free agency is not what it used to be. It's a slow-moving process. There's still plenty of time left. Jordan Montgomery and Marcus Stroman, you can sell that. Oh, Shota that Imanaga the... and Lucas Giolito, I don't know, but you,
6: you can try to sell that. This is my job. I don't know any of those people. Are you saying that the Red Sox are, <laughs> are employing the four corners defense when it comes to the free agency? Yes. And okay. they're interested in Teoscar Hernandez. Okay, I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. They've I been
4: interested anything. in everybody. He played for can. the Jays for like eight years how do you not know who oscar hernandez is
6: Uh, he's unbelievable Uh, the only oscar i know (laughs) is on the office and he's hilarious oscar madison uh i the the issue with this team in in the current state is that with the patriots the benefit that they have and the advantage the patriots have over everybody else is the popularity and the product of the nfl but i will say this year I know we're not doing turkeys. That's the uh, uh, mark rest in peace James's idea. Right. But turkeys of the year. The turkey for me of the year is the product of the NFL.
4: The product of the NFL is your turkey
6: of the year? Awful. The product sucks. Are, are
4: these national or local
6: turkeys? National turkey. This is the full turkey. Oh, this is oh, the oh. this is the the actual NFL product. I don't watch as much football because of life. But <laughs> I used to be red zone addict. There, the whole game. The product this year has sucked yeah. across the league. There have been good games. You know, the 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 uh, the Bills Eagles game was a great game. There have been very interesting, entertaining you know Sunday night matchups here and there. But the tune into a random game in the NFL, you don't know who the quarterback is penalty after penalty after penalty review after review after review the college product this year was better than the nfl product for me
4: okay uh give me some time to chew on that will you for my turkey of the year and we're supposed to do that at thanksgiving by the way that's why it was the turkey of the year well you know we're we're a little late and Strowman in the first half this year 9 and 6 with a sub 3 ERA. That's why he was an all star. That color brought that up. He had a great start. Didn't finish I, I have a
6: question. The Red Sox used to sign guys that had good full years. When did that change? <laughs> I'll take a and half. And I'm pretty sure they play a full year instead of half a year. I'll take Frank, a half. Braverman, at this point. Keep, it, keep it coming.
4: Let's go to Tom in Florida, where Curtis is. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Good morning. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Same to
6: you. Two.
3: Yeah, hey, Curtis, that little guy's going to have a great day on Christmas Day, I'm sure. Yes. I'm happy that's going. All right, to my uh, take. Um, The Red Sox, Ken, with all due respect, are you kind of related to Gary Tangway? You're such a contrarian sometimes, man. They have no chance this is a last-place ball club, dude. Last-place ball club. They are currently, yes. And the product in the NFL, Curtis, you kind of got me drawn over to that, has been disgusting this year. I agree. College ball, the quality of the play the reviews in the NFL, is just, it's horrible for what you pay for these packages on TV now that I'm in Florida to watch the Patriots. And I'm I'm like, let's ride the tank. Let's do it. Let's get the pick. Belichick's got to go, and we got to start from scratch, and let's rebuild. I'm not worried about that because we suffered enough. But you guys are 100% right on uh, Curtis. You are 100% right on the Sox. They ain't going nowhere as comprised.
4: Well, thank you, a surprise. Tom. Surprise! There's a lot of time left. And by the way, are you going to watch Baltimore San Francisco on Monday? Oh, of course. Oh. Oh.
6: As, as I said, as I said, oh, but as I said about the NFL in general, you're just going I, for like quick ad
4: boys from the masses. These are Patriots fans who have watched mud for a product this year, and so they're going to respond to you saying the NFL product is bad. Yes, Ken, it's been bad locally.
6: Ken, have you heard me talk about the local teams? Do you think I'm some of that, that that caters to yes, the honks? you're a hoy Yes, you're a toady. I mean it, it that's you sitting here acting like the Red Sox are somewhat decent. <laughs> I mean I, I'm I sorry said I that. I, said I, I, if... I watched the the the, the Michigan Ohio State game was the best sporting event I saw this entire that was, year. That was great. Just the drama, the, I mean back and forth, everything that was on the line and it was the last year that game will mean what it meant because they're going to be getting three times as many people into the college football playoffs so both Ohio State and Michigan, should they meet undefeated again, will likely be resting their starters like a Thanksgiving high school game around here before the Super Bowl.
4: I agree, that was good, but aren't you disappoint first of all, all these draft prospects are not going to play in their bowl games. Nobody watches any of the bowl games.
6: Yeah, I'm not talking about the bowl games. I'm talking about the college football
4: season. Jaden Daniels, I didn't watch a game he played because they played no meaningful games. Caleb Williams was a kind of a disaster. This could be the hope of the future. The number one pick, and he was, you know, all we saw
6: was him crying. The college football season had the Dion hype at the beginning. Then you had the Harbaugh drama. You had the Ohio State-Michigan back and forth. You had Penn State-Michigan, Penn State-Ohio State. You had the Florida State getting shut out after going undefeated. There were storylines. There was intrigue. I loved the SEC, even though it wasn't a great year for it. You had the Alabama-Auburn game. One of the that that would have been the game of the year. It was very good. That single play was the most impactful play in all of sports this year so far, considering what it changed for Florida State and Alabama in those seconds of that game. Jim
4: Harbaugh's birthday today. Would you care to give a birthday wish to your future coach?
6: I saw that. So we all know that the Colts raise banners for innocuous things. Did you see that Jim Harbaugh is in the ring of honor at (laughs) the Lucas Oil Field? Is he really? And he's like a sub-500 starting quarterback. He's basically Jordan Montgomery. And they retired his number. Was he on the when did he start with the Bears? He came after eighty six, right? Uh it's before my time. But uh that's the name so there's speculation that he's just gonna re up with Michigan, but the college job feels like it has become almost as much, if not more, work than the NFL, considering the portal and all that stuff. I don't even understand it, to be well, honest.
4: You know, <clears throat> that's a good point Ty Law made that Harbaugh's very well suited to go to the NFL. He's dealt with that drama and the stuff that Bill has had a hard time with allegedly recently, connecting to his players, et cetera. At least that's Wiggy's assertion.
6: Well, and you look at what the, uh, obviously what Michigan dealt with this year or what they self-inflicted, depending on what you believe, the way in which not only Harbaugh's players, but his staff, that fierce loyalty, I mean – that it reminds me of the old Patriots with you know the Gate or Gate where they did something and then they made everybody that talked about that thing the bad guy and just ran it up and and elevated their level of play. You cannot, I mean, you would you would disagree? I mean, to me, Harbaugh is the best coach in college football. Saban's good, I think his, he's he's past his prime. Harbaugh it would be a huge name. I just don't see Robert Kraft doing another twenty plus million dollar a year head coach.
4: Let's go to Adam and Framingham with the Ken and Curtis show. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, this is going to be overwhelmingly
2: negative. But, Ken, the Red Sox, I mean, suck. Like, it is. It is. I am so fed up. When you have Sam Kennedy on, I know you can't go totally for the jugular, right. He's a guest on the show and stuff. But, Curtis, please, 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 if he comes on there and fixes his mouth, to say that they're competing for a championship and that they're honestly committed, you have to attack this person, right? How many times is he going to say that the team sucks for the last three years and you're not doing anything? Jordan Montgomery will do nothing. The Yankees have Soto and Judge and Cole, and they're not good enough. It's like a clown show over there, and it's got to be addressed. I hope fans stay away from the ballpark. Let visiting fans come and get price out for parking and overpriced beer and all their crap that John Henry could hide all season because
4: it is it is as low as it's been. All right, just ahead. friggin' terrible. Thank you for the call. We had we had to dump uh, out a part of that for the GD reference.
6: Can I tell you the my favorite thing about the the Boston experience is the Merry Christmas, okay. I'm gonna get to the socks. <laughs> the disdained. That was a perfect call, Rackham, as the one Jim Rome would say. Well, that's why
4: I thought my grievances would go over well early in the week, but instead, it just—God, everybody was very tortured by a couple of minor critiques of the morning show. Jeez. Well, I just would
6: love to. I'm looking forward to Mego and Jones and uh, Gresh. And well, Greg
4: Keith. asked me to come on, and those shows didn't ask me to come
6: on. Oh, so Greg? So he is the boss? Okay, good to know. Uh, by the way,
4: he referenced one thing there. The worst of t- of twenty twenty three, the turkey of the year, um, is not national. It's if I, I mean I would, I just want to focus locally. Okay, it's it's the overtaking of Fenway by those fans. You know that was just a low point to see Dodgers rallies and parades around the stadium. It was just one fan base after another. Blue Jays, but who's fans. the turkey
6: in that case? You, because I don't blame the Red Sox fan for selling their tickets. No, no, no! It's just the state of the organization, like its ownership. Right, so I then guess. you're saying that John
4: Henry's the turkey? Yes, or or a winter weekend. I mean, I mean that actually, I'm sure fans pat themselves on the back for the re- <laughs> the winter weekend reaction.
6: You know what uh, the biggest moments in the Red Sox have been the last two to three years off the field? It's been the greeting of John Henry at the Winter Classic at Fenway Park. Do yeah, anything, right? And it was the the cascade of boos at Springfield's Winter Weekend. Those have been the two biggest Red Sox storylines.
4: But there have been plenty of negatives, Scott. The, the, losing to the Heat and getting embarrassed. Well, they were down 3-0 in the series, and then Game 7 was a disaster. Uh, Bergeron getting hurt. Patriots, bad moments all over the place. It has not been
6: a banner year. Yeah, literally. I mean, the, the, the turkey of the year may actually be Bill O'Brien, too. A guy that came... <laughs> Think about a guy that came in with more fanfare. Oh, finally. It's kind of like our card administration that says, oh, the adults are in. <laughs> uh, finally, we get a competent person to run the Patriots offense, and yikes.
4: All right, we'll take, uh, well, maybe do a segment on this. This is a, this is a uh, cliche, classic sports radio topic. <laughs> we're on to one. We yeah, might we're on as to well. one. Best and worst of 2023 Boston sports. How about that? Give me a couple, I love it. couple candidates. On the text line, 37937. You can call 617-779-7937. For
6: me, it's Joe Braverman.
4: Well, he's good. Also, can I play a little of Papelbon yesterday?
6: Oh, I like this. I saw a clip you guys shared. Oh, man,
4: did he light up Verdugo. And he came on with Bradfield yesterday um, and Cadillac and lit him up on the air after lighting him up on Twitter. We'll play some of that next.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game mm-hmm. so i just think the product in my opinion is less than what it's been huh
4: sounded a lot like curtis last segment good point by a 617 texter of course curtis is going to say the nfl product stinks mimicking his bff and what he famously said this year
6: and curtis show
4: curtis in I mean, florida that, that.
6: Pretty good guy to uh, to listen to, I would say. The best to ever do it. But I I really do think that the, the games this year have been hurt. And the reason they are in this position is because of the greed of the owners never giving an inch financially at the bargaining table whenever the CBAs become due. And the players accepting the increased minimum salary and decreased padded practices every time which takes away from the actual quality of the game. I mean, I don't know how you can dispute that.
4: I mean, it's mostly just been backup quarterbacks everywhere. Today, no exception, right? Again, Mason Rudolph starting for the Steelers and Easton Stick starting for the Chargers. So the two games today are kind of mud as well, to
6: be honest. Yeah, I mean, and and I don't have an answer. I don't know why, what the best course of action is, but they're doing all of these (laughs) drastic changes to the game to protect quarterbacks, and quarterbacks have never been in more peril.
4: Tomorrow, um, is it a good slate tomorrow, Christmas Eve? There's like actually, if you're a Pats fan, the three games you maybe you're watching the most are Washington, Carolina, and Arizona. Although I don't think I listening to you talk, Curtis, you're not even a Caleb Williams fan. No, I mean you I want mean, the receiver.
6: I want Marvin Harrison Jr.
4: Because so, so in that case, finishing
6: third is fine. Yeah, but I I feel like the the amount of energy. Exp- there's just, just sort of the output of energy regarding something that is so out of our control is, is just mind numbing. Like if they, whatever they end up with, they're not going to. Bill Belichick is not going to go out and intentionally lose a game. So, not not
4: the, even the Jets last week of the year, like with with the
6: first pick on the line, the tankathon. But. Uh, no, he hates the Jets. He wants to see them. I mean, the, the, Wiggy's worst take is that Bill Belichick would coach the Jets next season. Like it literally will never happen. <laughs> That's like saying that you know uh, Joe Biden's going to get uh, Donald Trump as his running mate. Like do th-
4: just do you think Kraft would want them to tank if if it meant getting the first pick? Business wise, last week of the year, if you lose, you get the first pick. Would Kraft do anything he could? to create a tank situation, even if he's got to go around Bill
6: to do it? Um, no. He'd have to fire Bill. Yeah, Maybe he'll do that. that
4: maybe he would do that.
6: But it's such a – all the talk about Caleb Williams has subsided a bit, right? He went from being the next Peyton Manning to maybe not he was crying with his mom.
4: I, I guess, but the, I saw one of the draft guys come out this week and said it's a consensus – He's talked to ten draft people. Ten out of ten say Caleb Williams is still the number one, and he's as good as anybody since Trevor Lawrence. If you put all the last five years picks into a uh, a pot, he'd be number two behind Lawrence. But, you, you know, I don't even think it's that good, but.
6: But here's where I would sort of let's use the Trevor Lawrence debate, and you've been on the other side of that, and you know, obviously he has one playoff win, which is more than most, but not you know in a Super Bowl yet. Look at the amount of additional pieces the Jags have had to keep adding. What is this? His fourth year in the NFL for for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, or fifth. Anyway, I mean, you look. I think it's his fourth year as a starter. But the if you have the quarterback, you have the franchise you can build around him. Right. But they bring in Calvin Ridley. They have Christian Kirk. They have uh, the running back from Clemson, Etienne. They have. You know, they've they've invested after invested if they bring in um the quarterback guru as a head coach after firing Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. Peterson. So my point is let's get the guarantee, Marvin Harrison Jr. and bring in a quarterback that is instantly elevated because of the presence of Trevor Lor- of um of Marvin Harrison Jr. In other words, is the difference between Caleb Williams and the LSU Heisman winning quarterback James. Uh, Daniels. Daniel- Yep. Is it that big that if you got Marvin Harrison and Jaden Daniels versus just Caleb Williams, you know what I'm saying? I guess and maybe you're not uh, going to get both of those two, but you should be able to. <laughs> the receiver is the most protected outside of the quarterback position, and they are the biggest game changer on all the best teams. You well look at Well Lawrence done
4: to- Lawrence was drafted in 2021. Same year as So Max. this is his, so fourth it's, year. It's his third year, right? 21, 22, and 23. This is year All oh, right,
6: I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Burrow draft.
4: So if you believe Trevor Lawrence is good, most people do. I'm in the minority there. I mean, he's he's obviously capable. He's he's okay. The drop off so between him to he won a
6: playoff <laughs> game in year 2. You talk about him like he's a bust. That's oh, a pretty good achievement.
4: Okay, so but the drop off from him to Zach Wilson and Trey Lance that year is dramatic. So that right. if that's the same as Caleb Williams to Drake May, let's say it is, but then then it matters, right? It's, then it's a significant
6: deal. But, but if you go back, as I did recently, a couple of weeks ago, we were going back to the top five quarterbacks and how they panned out. You're looking at a one-in-three ratio. Two-thirds of them are not great players, not even all pros or pro bowlers. So you have a lot more Br- Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota's, and uh, Trey Lance's than you do Andrew Luck's, Trevor Lawrence's, and Joe Burrow's. Right. So, for me, I know the receiver position could also be, you know, not exactly a, a 100% proposition. I just saw Michigan, Ohio State, and I watch Ohio State almost every week because I always root really against them, and their quarterback, McCord, sucked. And Marvin Harrison Jr. was doubled by every team at least. And he was still the best player on the field, and you couldn't stop him. Yeah. So, I think that that is something that. Is more likely to travel to the NFL than you know throwing all of your eggs into a basket of Drake May, who couldn't even beat a winless Virginia team.
4: Yeah, okay. If that's it, being a, and
6: and I look, at, I mean,
4: he looks good to me too. So maybe finishing top three is all it takes. Maybe people won't care much about the last game of the year and whether it's Tackathon and all that. But it's all we've got. Is there is there anything on the line at all tomorrow? Broncos and and Patriots, other than. Losing the game on purpose. I mean, I can't think of a thing interesting about this game. Not one.
6: Uh, I do. I mean, I think it's what what the uh, we had the Thursday night win against the Steelers. Right? We didn't expect that. Short week after another loss to the Chargers. Shutout at home. Go to Pittsburgh, a, game, a team that entering that night was still in the middle of the playoff race, and they needed to win. Tomlin was on. You know, was really you know the the Pittsburgh radio. Good friends with people down there. Mm-hmm. That they were all over Tomlin entering that night. So I thought no shot the Patriots win that game. And they blew doors in the first half and held on. So tomorrow night, it's what kind of team do you have? Or is it a team playing together? Who starts? Who sits? I, I'm still endlessly fascinated because I just view these as the final days of what will be something I'll talk about for the rest of my life in terms of a two-decade era that will be never repeated.
4: Okay. Text line 3793.7, we were asking for best and worst moments of the year. 617, Texter. The Bruins flatlining lining in the first playoff series after a historic season by far the number one turkey worst moment, God did they get it wrong by firing Bruce Cassidy? Montgomery is a class clown. Bees lose last night. I think maybe that's going a little far, but to see Cassidy win the cup in Vegas, that, uh, it was something.
6: And- no, my, my my biggest my one of my turkeys of the year is Don Sweeney, where. You, God, but
4: he's the guy that should be praised. They went all in at the deadline, and he did everything they possibly could.
6: Right, but he other than prevent the
4: coach. Other than preventing the coach from playing
6: Bergeron in a meaningless game. Yeah, and not to get too sensitive, another turkey is Bergeron.
4: I wow, mean, was that an awkward interview you guys had with him at the Jimmy Fund? Jeez. <laughs> what was wrong with the question? Why is everybody so sensitive? <laughs> well, I don't know. It was just, it was, you know. It was awkward. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with it. Because he's like a a sainted
6: one. You can't even ask a question (laughs) to the guy. He won one championship in Boston, and we act like he's Bill Russell. Speaking of guys who won
4: titles and are outspoken, can we play the Papelbon since we uh, teased it? Yes. So this started with Verdugo, who got traded to the Yankees. Sounds like he was not all that thrilled to get traded to the Yankees. But then in an interview, praised Aaron Boone, and by doing so, took a shot at Cora. Here's that
7: audio. I'm to... very, very excited to to work with Aaron. You know, I've seen the way he has his back, like, has his uh, his his players' backs. And, you know, the, the one that really gets out to me is when he's like, these, these guys are savages, you know, and he's yelling at the umpire. And, I mean, that's something I want to see out of my head coach, man. I want to see some fire, some fight for the guys. And, um, you know, I think – I think just instead of airing people out, you know, have their backs. And, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this fresh start and, you know, just to kind of get with the guys and, and really just, you know, just, just change the narrative, man. Go out there, play hard, work hard, and, and just have fun. And that's the biggest thing.
4: Which the ironic part is he got benched for not playing hard. He didn't show up on time. So now he's yeah. upset that the coach here held him accountable for that, and that's what he wants to do in New York.
6: Is, is accountability so hard? Like, why is it so rare today? Like, just, it's okay. You know, you made mistakes. You played well. You didn't play well in other games. You showed up late. You know, wh- just take accountability. It is
4: hard. I mean, like, you cannot criticize any of your personnel these days. If you do, you're like the biggest a-hole on the planet.
6: But, like, you already are out of here. What's the purpose of, of it scratching that itch? Right. Well, it sets up, a,
4: you know, some rivalry. Bulletin board material.
6: And no, so, I know, but I mean, so what? in what way is that beneficial to him, in other words?
4: He's trying to curry favor with his new manager, I guess. He's trying to be Do you think Aaron Boone's Boone wanted side. him to say that? <laughs> well, Boone and
6: Cora are good friends.
4: I guess. But he, I'm sure he likes that he was praising him.
6: I mean, you know. the Yankees are kind of like the Red Sox, you know, not quite to the same degree. But that's really, if you want to know why baseball has decreased in terms of its viewership, worst, lowest rated World Series ever. The two most popular national teams have been not who they should be recently.
4: Correct. Now, Jonathan Papelbon was an analyst for Nessen last year. He is not currently, so, huh. so he is a freewheeler. And he lashed out at Verdugo on X on Twitter yesterday. Could you imagine him being B-word. a millionaire
6: in Mississippi? You could own that <laughs> state.
4: He might be the richest guy in Mississippi.
6: He's got to be. Uh, so but, maybe, but
4: he came on to ei yesterday with Bradfield and Cadlick in for Jones and Mego, and doubled down on his critique of that Verdugo comment.
2: Alex is not a Mike Trout and Otani. He's not. He's not a a premium player. That's why we got rid of him. You know, if he was a premium player and could actually affect a ball game
5: in a good positive way, you don't think we would have kept him. It worked through – look what we did with Manny all those years. I mean, you have – so that's the thing is, is, like, keep
2: your dang mouth shut. You're not really even that good. So why are you even, like, rehab – like, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. To me, I I would expect him to be a little bit better to go off and start saying this about a former head coach.
4: Uh, He went on for some extra good nuggets. If you missed that, check it out on the Odyssey app uh scroll back yesterday to Jones and Mego um the first hour of the show for 245 I think it was really good I mean so I guess you agree with wholeheartedly keep your mouth shut that's his assessment
6: well of course and it's just almost never do you look back on things like that and say oh I'm happy I said those things in that moment I mean he got traded he is a guy that has been a talent you know the big the big uh big fish in the Mookie Betts deal and he never has really fulfilled those, those hopes and dreams. So, you know, maybe he'll do it in New York. If I'm him, I'm like, oh, great, I get to play the rival of my team that thought that less of me. I'm going to go there and show them. Do that instead of saying it. I mean,
4: But do you think Cora – so obviously he and Cora didn't get along. Do players like Cora, do they play for him? Or is this going to become a Bruce Cassidy situation where he's not cuddly
6: enough with the current players? Cora walks around like he's Belichick in his prime, <laughs> and you know it's like there was not a lot of humility in what occurred regarding the the way in which the Astros won and the way in which the Red Sox. won I mean, in mean, he's, he's
4: repeatedly fallen on the sword for that. I mean,
6: right, but he doesn't act like that. That had anything to do with why they won. He acts like he knows what he's doing, and he's the you know the, the bee's knees and. I mean, I guess he may be. I mean, there was the reporting. I don't know if it was, you know, maybe it was Cora's agent, but there was the reporting that if Cora becomes a free agent, as he's scheduled to be as a manager at the conclusion of next season, that he'll be the highest-paid manager in baseball. Right,
4: and he's going into his last year willingly.
6: I mean, he must know. But that's another example why this ownership group is so lost. If you're not going to keep him, trade him. If you're not going to keep him, why is he managing the team this year? Why are you allowing Alex Cora, who you just allowed to fire your former baseball executive in Heim Bloom, enter a year where he has no ties? He's untethered at the conclusion of it, yeah, but he's
4: all they got. I mean he was the one guy on the winner that's my stage point, Ken. that but got the, applauded If they trade him, it's a further PR nightmare.
6: so what about this? They end up they go seventy eight and 80 whatever the hell eighty four and um, they miss the playoffs and now he's going to be the the manager of the Yankees. So, not good. I mean, so what? What's the play? In other words, they would. You either are in the final year. You either extend him or you move on, right? That's the normal course of action. Well, except that he might not want to sign. He might right. be waiting so to see what they on. do
4: personnel-wise, and, say, and they, so they have to convince him by their actions this year in terms of spending and how much they allow him stay in personnel to keep him around.
6: But if you're Maybe the reason nobody wanted to take over the job outside of the fact that they weren't going to give Breslow any money to spend, it was that they were basically second fiddle to a manager that was untethered to the organization.
4: Yeah.
6: Well, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, you're Isn't right. that kind of the end of the Parcells-Craft relationship, but in reverse? Yeah, it's
4: not great. E- you, the way, either way, whatever the rationale is what's happening, it's not good to have a manager in a lame duck year. That's just not good. It's another Does not ask thing. Has anybody asked them about that? <laughs> uh, Cora, I think he has been asked No, about I that. mean the organization. Um... I don't know full the,
6: throttle, or uh,
4: I think maybe they were at the press conference with uh, Breslow, but I can't remember what the response was about about Cora.
6: What about five years ago when John Henry spoke? Was he
4: asked about it? He was asked about that. Okay, and r- real quick, if I could interject, the other manager in town is Missoula still loved by Tatum and Brown? Is he like? I guess he would be right. He's never criticized them at all for anything, and he's st- they hired him. They wanted him in. But you had the Golden State loss again this week where it just seems like he's lost. And I know Porzingis didn't play. But that's another managerial problem in town.
6: I love everything about the Celtics. I hate their coach. I love Tatum and Brown. I like the fact that they've, they've grown together. They've learned to work together. They are, you know, Tatum's accepting his role knowing that the timeline and chronology of their deals that, Eventually, Tatum will make far more than Jalen Brown is, but there are guys in other places that would not take well to being the second-highest paid player on the team when they're the best player. Yep. And Tatum's matured a ton, as anybody would, but you know he's, we forget that he's in his mid-20s, barely. And I, I think that uh, Brad Stevens has done an amazing job in the, in the GM role, Wick spent money, but the Missoula thing, it just will never make sense to me. Well,
4: right, it, but like Tatum, they're up 17 in the third in that game. And then Curry takes over. Do you think Tatum after the game is talking to Brown and they're like, God, our no, coach that, our that coach he's
6: there for life. The reason why Scal said that to Jones and Mago is that he's the caddy of the most important players. So he will never be – I mean, he'll always be the scapegoat, but that'll just take the heat off of them. I just – it's such a miss on, from my perspective. In a league where you don't have a lot of wiggle room, to have that guy as your head coach makes no sense to me.
4: Let's go to Mark in Connecticut. Here in Kennedy Curtis. Hi, Mark. Hello, Mark. What's going on? What's going on today, guys? Merry Christmas, everybody. Sandy, Sandy Mark.
6: you
2: too. Curtis, love you on uh, the Greg Hill show. Listen to you every morning.
4: Oh, thank
1: um, you. I want to
2: mention that Marvin Harrison Jr. Absolutely, he's a stud. All right, if you get a chance to draft him, you, you got to draft him. I think then you grab a quarterback later on in the first round if you can move up. Or grab a quarterback in the second round. I just, I really think that this kid's a talent that you can't pass up on. I know that we need a quarterback. I know we need a tackle. I mean, you know, they got a couple of holes that they got to fill, but I think that they can do a lot of these things. I just, that, that that's my take. And we got to get rid of Bill. You know, he can't draft. He's a great coach, but terrible GM. Terrible GM. Look at the last, you know, five to six, seven, eight years of drafting. They're just, it's horrible. I mean, you know it, Curtis.
6: Yeah, yep. it is as bad as it gets. I mean, it. Thanks, you almost you almost have to try to draft as badly as they have. Uh,
4: if if they the, the draft fourth round,
6: can <laughs> we play that sound of Belichick talking about the the kicker balls? Because <laughs> that's a new low. Yeah, I mean, we'll do that. We'll do that next here on Ken. And
3: oh.
6: It's the Ken and Curtis Show.
4: Have on a until one o'clock. Hoping you and yours have a very Merry, Merry Christmas. Curtis out of Florida. Safe travel with James down there. He only cued twice from what I
6: was talking Uh yeah, well actually well we're into we've had a bunch of that unfortunately. Oh, but geez. not on the plane, thankfully. So uh <laughs> survived that and uh, it has been uh, just he's been like in and out of sick for like a month. Anyway. Hopefully it gets well soon, and uh, it is pouring-ass rain here right now. So I am looking out, I think, on the uh, fifth hole of Trump uh, National in, in Jupiter here. Oh, wow. Beautiful day. They they hate you here. It's the only time I've heard a liberal in, like, ten years. <laughs> That's fine. I'm hated everywhere. It's part of the season. Um, right. Would you care Why is Lance Armstrong trending,
4: by the way? What the hell's going on with that? I don't him? know. Joe B., look that up. You want to set up this bill cut?
6: Yeah, so we all remember... The famous Mona Lisa Vito press conference after the Deflategate scandal began, which, in hindsight, may have been the biggest overreaction to a single story in my lifetime. The way in which it led the nightly news, all because Chris Mortensen's a dullard and got a r- report wrong. But anyway... <laughs> Um. So at that time, Bill Belichick was asked about PSI, and he, of course, threw the quarterback right under the bus by saying, "I don't know how Tom likes his football. I don't have. I'm not Mona Lisa Vito when it comes to the ideal gas law."
4: Some might say the beginning of the end between those two. Uh,
6: yeah, I would say yes. That had a big, big contributing factor, I think, to uh, Tom winning a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But the other day, maybe yesterday, I think. During his his real wacky Friday presser, Bill really takes his pants off and shows everybody what's going on. And he was asked a question about the uh, reporting regarding DeflateGate 2.0 with the kicking balls. And all of a sudden, now that the ball deflation impacted his fourth round kicker, he fully invested in all the information regarding deflated footballs.
7: We were made aware that there was an issue with the kicking balls on Sunday. Yeah, we we were aware of it in the first quarter. How it happened, or or, or what happened? Well, the officials handled that, and they were underinflated by two two and a half pounds. I think you could see that by the kicks. Um, You know, both kickers missed kicks. Uh, And Buckner had missed a kick all year. Um, Kickoffs. You know, we had two almost went out of bounds. Um, And so they. There was six balls. It was, it was both sets of balls. It was all six of them. So, I don't know. You have to talk to the league what happened on that because we don't have anything to do with the that part of it. They they control all that. Then they fixed them at halftime. Um, but didn't do it before then, which is another question you could ask. <laughs> but we, we don't have anything to do with it. So, were we aware of it? Yeah, definitely. But they were all, as I understand it, all the, they were all the same.
6: I mean, it is, anybody who thinks that Bill has a place in mind and has already done, you don't say these things that he's saying that clearly attempting to improve his image when it comes to what he's done here, i.e. Chad Chad Ryland. Ryland. Of all the decisions that he's made, and he's made a lot of good ones, the Nick Folk for a future seventh round pick defies any logic, <laughs> and then it's very against
4: a, his. Well, it's not really. He drafts specialists, but he would think he would defer to the veteran kicker, right? But why?
6: I, I, I don't. <laughs> Did get you it. try and? Did they try and? You know, negotiate him down? Like all these things on the margins are great when you have everything else figured out. You know, it's. It's like the guy that gets the double quarter pounder but no bun. Like, okay. <laughs> no, you're really Greg. Not achieving Jeez. much. I well, break. God, you don't have to go to Grill 23 every day, my lord. Um but <laughs> By the way, some
4: it, good if, news from Greg regarding a snow show when he returns. Possible road show snow show. Or Love de- it. More details on January 2nd,
6: Good. Uh well, will Wiggy will still be employed or is he resigning. <laughs> Come on. Um so I This whole reaction to that question, how many times does Bill Belichick volunteer anything? He's standing there breaking down how it impacted the Chiefs kicker. If I were to ask Bill a question about the Chiefs kicker, do you think he would answer it if it didn't relate to how his kicker also looked bad? Like, he goes on and on about Butker's percentage and the out-of-bound kickoffs, and the league handled it, but it was two pounds. He volunteers the level of PSI. It was underinflated. That was not common knowledge, as far as I know. And he's standing. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's beneath him to try and excuse away a guy that clearly is not set out, cut out to be an NFL kicker. Must well, be like some kind of PTSD or something about the deflate gate.
4: Speaking of old stories coming back again, Joe B has researched that Lance Armstrong is in the news because he had $100,000 in bikes stolen from a storage unit. So. Oh. Deflate gate Yikes. and Lance back in the news.
6: You know what's great about Jupiter? Not a single bike lane.
4: Let's go to Sorja and Mansfield. Good morning, Sorja. Ken
5: Curtis, how are you guys? Good. You sir? Doing very well, thank you, Curtis. Hopefully everything's going well down in Jupiter. But uh thank you. yeah, just I mean, before I get into a couple of my points here, I mean I think the thing that's lost in the whole deflate gate, who knows what actually happened. The fact that we steamrolled the Colts forty five to seven in a playoff game, I think that's what always gets lost in this. But what I will say is I think the biggest thing for the pages moving forward is I think this is, like, I know we, like, always say, like, oh, this is the biggest off season, but this really is a huge off season. Key decisions need to be made, and I really think, like, as everyone, I, think I toss and turn every night, whether to bring Bill back or not keep him, and I think I've just come to the conclusion that Bill is going to stay only because – when you have so much going on, right, I think we can all agree that even at 3-11 with the Patriots, I think Belichick still kind of maybe doesn't give you the best chance to win, but the best chance at, like, um, you know, kind of steering the ship, if that makes sense. Like, imagine if, like, the Patriots were to bring in a Brandon Staley type or one of these up-and-comers oh. where they just handle the media so differently and... They actually answer the questions, and like I like I said, I, I really, really feel that I think Belichick's
4: coming back. Guys. Coming back, wow. I mean, I can't get past the draft. If you had the 30th pick in the draft, maybe. You cannot let Bill have that, the top three pick in the draft.
6: You can't, no, right? You need to have someone that comes in, and, and honestly, what a good entry point now. You're not really replacing Bill. Right? I mean, you are, but I mean, it's not the Bill Belichick that you thought you were going to have to replace. Right. Sort of like how the next quarterback's not going to be replacing Brady, he's going to be replacing Mack and Zappi. True. So uh, it's a. Uh, they, they have to spend this off season. I think it was Doug Kyed who did a really good job of breaking this down in the Boston Herald about how there's a floor yep. that, due to the Patriots' lack of spending this offseason, they have to get to 75% at least of total cash of the cap, something to that effect. So they're going to have to spend. They have a lot of holes to fill. And if you can spend on the line, which, of, I mean, we talk about Ryland, the Riley Reef woof. <laughs> <laughs> that back and forth with Bill, another thing maybe we can go look back on, turkeys of the year. That answer about the offensive line, that has not aged well.
4: Well, I have two questions for you about Bill and the draft that I will ask you next. Ken and Curtis, oh. here until 1 o'clock next time.
1: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone.